You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to a surprise episode of the Vicious Circle. Sid, how you doing? Doing good, Rob. How are you doing today or tonight? I am doing great. You know, living in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Joe Biden. Right. <laughs> uh, Robert here said, hello, Mr. Vicious. Miss seeing you wrestle. Hey, Robert. There's a lot of people here. Real quick before I forget, I want to give a quick... Um, uh, shout out or however you want to say that to Maggie. Uh, thought about her all week uh, since um, what uh, we did Sunday. All right, so Maggie, you're in my prayers, and everybody said a prayer for Maggie. Hope her eyes doing better, and yeah. hope you get well soon, Maggie. Hope you're if you're not able to listen tonight, pick up and catch up. Exactly. Well, might have a chance on Thursday because you have some interesting ideas for tonight, don't you? Yeah, I was just thinking, you know. Um, we're always we're having a lot of fun with this podcast, but we don't really get um, into the topic about wrestling and what's going on right now. And I, I was going to ask everyone to see if they wanted to try something a little different. All right, tomorrow's Wednesday night. You got the two companies competing, AEW and uh, NXT. Um, we could all, you know, everybody watching that wants to join in, watch the shows tomorrow night. See what you see in the show. See if you see something. Or is anyone even watching these shows? And if this is a bad idea, just let us know tonight. But it's just something we could try. And again, even if we only get, say, one or, two, one or two, five, ten comments about wrestling, that's at least we get a couple. Yep. So we're not expecting anyone to do this. But if anyone wanted to, let's just watch wrestling, see what we see when we watch the show. See if we see any red flags jump up, say, okay, well, man, that, that, that looks like an angle that this person's about to leave town or this person's about to lose their hair or this, I, I know this person's going to do the job or man, that was a really good deal. That was a good deed in the business. You know, if we see somebody do something good instead, of, or if we see something go, well, I think that was real that they really look like they were mad at each other, you know, just anything. And if anyone wants to find out what the ratings are tomorrow, then when we tune back in Thursday, we could talk about that a little bit. Say, for instance, I hear people say, uh, like Larry Francis. Oh, yeah, by the way, did anyone do a background search on Larry Francis? We need uh, that info. We need that done. Uh, I think he's from, um, like, the cotton fields of Africa somewhere. <laughs> he's he's good friends with that guy that has that pillow company. 
up in Minnesota. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Well, I know. I think they go. Are. It's like Wabizi, where this guy gets his cotton. Like you can't get <laughs> cotton in the U.S. for a pella, right? What it is he's doing some kind of slave labor over there? I think Larry's in charge of that. Anyway, um, get get a, Larry. Stop it. Anyway, <laughs> you know we're just uh, we want to try to say maybe educate ourselves about the wrestling business a little bit. So say someone sees something in the shows tomorrow night, and they go, Sid, what what was that for? What why do you think they did that, or where do you think they're going from this from this spot on? You know, um, I think it's going to be this Wednesday, that big match between Kenny Omega and um, that outlaw guy, uh, Page guy. So that's going to be, no, I'm sorry. No, it's Kenny Omega and Moxley, which that should really, yeah, should be tomorrow night. So real quick, I think the finish is going to be Omega. I said that from the beginning. I sort of wish he wouldn't, they wouldn't do that. And I said a little bit of the night wine because you can't get that back. Maybe we'll talk about too wild. Why do we think they're doing this? Why why are they jumping the gun? Why don't they wait till live audience is able to come back? You know, or are they hurting the ratings that bad? So and again, to get back to what I was talking about a second ago. I hear people say a lot of times, "Well, uh, AEW is hurting right now because they're when the women's division is um not doing well or something stupid like that." Uh, and that and I'm not trying to knock anybody right now, but I hear that out of people like Eric all the time. That I don't know where he gets his information from. It's like, well, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Again, he'll say something like that. Well, AEW is re- way behind NXT right now because they're women's division. That No, that's never going to happen. You don't get behind in a company just because you're women's division, women's division. Women's division means more than it ever's meant before, but it's not your main deal, okay? And that's just how that works. Uh, <clears throat> so when we see things like, for instance, Years ago, I saw something on WWE one time. It was, um, it was New Day, and they came out, and they made like a homemade time machine out of a piece of cord, out of a cardboard box. Now, I've always said this, and I think New Day guys, I don't know if I ever met them or not. I'm sure they're nice guys and everything, but man, they're overexposed, and I cannot, I mean, they've got heat with me. That's how bad they are. You know, they're not sure. Sharamoka, where that Japanese kid is, they're not that kind of bad heat, but um, they're overexposed. Get a new act out there. But they did that deal going through that time machine. And I said when I saw this, it was years ago, I said that was just like it was the cheapest. You know, they, you could tell someone wasn't thinking they got to the show that day, goes, oh, Wow, there's a cardboard box. Let me, uh, you know, make a time machine out and put those guys through it. You know, it's just no one was thinking. So we see things like that. We go, Wow, that was a not very well put together or do you think, you know, we see something like that. Somebody start off with something with a new angle or something. We go, okay, does, is that going to work? Do we get all a chance to sort of do like I like to do? And that's tell the future a little bit, you know? And by the way, too, whoever asked me about that game the other day, it was green Bay playing the bears. I believe I gave you the Packers and they killed them. All right. So, and I've said before, I'm not great at, on the NFL, but, uh, I'm 1,000 right now. Yep. That was our buddy Kyle from Wisconsin. Now, think about this, too, real quick. This is off the subject of wrestling. I got the, the uh, NBA championships right. I got the World Series right. And if I, I said Kansas City at the beginning of the season, if Kansas City wins that, then I've got uh, now the Super Bowl right. I mean, that is – I mean, who, who else has done that? Anyone? 
<laughs> Not me. I No one. Yep. Uh, well, it was scary for me to tell the future for him that it might come true. Right. Uh, Vic Vicious, our buddy here, he said Omega for the win. So, yeah, he's he's on your boat there. He wants to see uh, Kenny. You know what? I, I, I think I said this a little bit our last show is that um, I think he's a great worker. I just think he's missing after seeing more of him. I think he's missing some. But Moxley, what an interview and what an angle for that thing. Now, it'll make – and I, I, I thought since I very saw the show that – Kenny Omega one day would be in this position. So it's gotten there. I, it's a little, I think it's a little early, but I'm, I'm still glad to see it. Now I'm going to have to rely on you and the uh, people in the audience because I can't get it up here. So it's all going to be you guys. I'll fire questions and stuff, but unfortunately I won't be able to stick my two cents in there. Okay. Which is probably better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cheryl has a question. Hey Sid, can you explain some of the wrestling terms that you use? Example, getting heat, etc. on the next podcast. Yeah, we could talk about that and we could talk a little bit about it tonight if you want to, Cheryl. Think about getting heat. And I, I'm I'm right. I, I, I'll tell a true story about this. Um when I was first wrestling as Lord Humongous, um I didn't know what the word heat really meant. And I was actually working with Virgil uh, in the Memphis territory. Now, remember when we got back to the back, a guy named Sato was the agent for the Memphis territory at the time. said, Sid, what happened to heat? And uh, I didn't know what he was talking about, right? So when I tell people something like, okay, you know, Eddie Gilbert took me and gave me Danny Spivey and they held my hand and they not just taught me, but they pounded the definition of heat into me. And I learned it firsthand like that. So when I tell people how important that was for them to do that for me, there's a story that connects the two. One time I didn't know what heat was. All right. So what heat really is, Cheryl, is a, it's used to talk about like if I'm the bad guy or the heel and I'm beating up Rob and he's the, and he's the good guy or the baby face, then that's called heat. Um, and then if, Rob makes his, then when he starts coming back, it's, it's called a baby face comeback or his shine moment. A shine moment before a baby, for a baby face in the beginning of the match when he's looking all, you know, spry and happy, but then heat's when you get him down and you beat him up. Uh, now, he, you can have two heats in a match. You can have three heats, but you, I like to have heat during the whole match, you know, when I'm heel. Yes. Uh, I mean, Austin said, hey, Sid, the wrestling idea sounds great. Good. Let's all let's try this for a couple of days, and then we'll talk about Sunday. All the things we want to talk about. Uh, I did now, on that song we were talking about the other day. But I said methamphetamine. The the group is called Oak Crow Medicine Show. It's a bunch of young guys who got together, did different types of music, uh, punk rock, and all this from weird places, and then they got together and made a bluegrass, a real, you know, you know, aggressive bluegrass, you know. I still want to listen to that. I do. It's pretty cool. They got some cool songs. Uh, where is this here? Uh, Jeremy, I don't think he'll be a part of the conversation unless we challenge him. He says, don't get me wrong, Sid, but I never watch AEW. I watch Raw, SmackDown, and NXT all the way. Well, no, watch. We, we'll talk about those shows. I'm going to flip back and forth. Uh, just And I'll tell you why. Uh, and I think I told Rob this. Just by chance one night, I was watching... AEW and they were in you know it was their chant which is Japanese or Chinese or you know Oriental and then um 
they were fighting. She was fighting with somebody and turned over to NXT or whatever that show is on the, the competing station. And, and same thing. It was a Oriental. I think they're her. She's champion too. I'm not sure, but they're all fighting, you know, so you can tell why people are saying, well, the women's division and, and that sounds like something Eric or Larry would say. No, they hardly know anything about the wrestling business. And I really get on their asses pretty hard about that. Um, they don't know anything. Um, it's crazy, crazy. Well, Josh has a question here. Uh, right. Sid, what do you think of women in wrestling, honest, AEW or WWE? What women of wrestling does Sid support, Team WWE or Team AEW? He thinks she would like AEW because Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross. And he says, thank you, Sid, for WCW, ECW, and WWE years. Love you, Psycho Sid, the master and ruler of social media world. Well, this is the thing is, um, I think, now what was the question? To be honest with you? What do you think about women I, in wrestling and are you more WWE or AEW? I'm really right now watching a little more AEW just because it's new. And, not, and it's not because of Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone. Uh, really, the only and I, I was watching um, what was it SmackDown or uh, something last? Oh yeah, uh, Raw, and the, they're new announcers. And of course, uh, that's what I've been talking about for years. You need new, fresh announcers out there. So that's like one of the that's like if you that's like a racehorse taking off the, out of the gate and just stumbling as soon as you take off. Oh, like Joe Biden. Now, this is a prediction I made too, Rob. I said this, that Joe Biden would have a broken bone within a short time as a president. He didn't make it into – I did say that, Rob. I remember It's not even made it to his inauguration speech, and he's already got a broken foot. I'm batting 1,500 right now on my predictions. I completely forgot you said that. <laughs> Rob, I'm not going to forget it. Oh, yes. Okay. So, yeah, don't ask for your future prediction from Sid because, no. man, he's going to nail it. <laughs> but, no, all right, so, no, I've watched a little both. Um, AEW right now is a little more exciting. But, again, uh, I'm not watching because of Jim Ross and them. That's just a downer. Actually, that guy in the mask does a pretty good job. Um, you know, what I really like about him, I swear this isn't a knock. He's boring. And it's, it's like a staged boring, which is pretty cool. You know what I mean? And that's, that's why we watch – AEW, y'all, everyone, because it's it's not as well polished and everything. It's because it is a little different. Uh, now it's not as much fun to watch without the fans there. And I was watching to just see how long the fans would last. And I said it, and it did. It lasted just as long as I said it would. I said as soon as they show themselves on TV, Rob, you heard me say this. Mm -hmm. I said it several times. They'll expose themselves for what they are not, and that's what they've done. And it starts with your announcers to your, the talent you're bringing in. I'm not trying to, you know, put a shadow on anyone or spit anybody's face, but, you know, you got Tony, Jim Ross, Jake Roberts. Um, you got just bad decisions. Cody Rhodes, you know, turning heel and baby face with the, you know, the colors of the hair and everything. You just don't do all that. That's called hot, uh, hot shotting or whatever uh, people do. And again, you just, that's not good for long-term stuff. Again, we don't know what's going on. When I see stuff like that, it says red flags to me that things aren't right. And then you see the owner of the company, they just fired the general manager of the football operations. You know, so, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, um, that says, okay, she's not good right now. Well, and it's interesting, too, because you've been a part of not only the biggest companies, but the smallest companies, too. 
Right. So you've had the privilege of being able to see the signs from failing companies or expanding companies. and Right. Well, uh, now, again, I, I would think this COVID thing is just messed up everyone's chances. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, unfortunately, I think it really has. Um, I don't know what the business is going to be like. And that's something we can. This is sort of a good time to do what we're doing right now, everyone, is because. And I've said this, Rob, how many times the, the business when had when I said Vince's biggest stupid thing he's done in the last 10 years is when or 20 years is when he bought out WCW and he could have just started wrestling from from the beginning again. He didn't. He went into the stupid stuff that he just kept on doing. Um, this is a good time for everyone to do that. Both companies just start from the beginning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about AEW is they are at the beginning. You know what I mean? So that's why, to me, it's fun to watch. No, I get that. That's cool. Uh, and I think they're working harder, too. Yeah. Steven says, uh, would you mind saying hi to my daughter, Kathleen? She loves your old wrestling videos. <laughs> hey, Kathleen. How you doing tonight? Yes. There was one up here. They've been kind of flipping by really fast. Oh, here we go. Uh, Josh Johnson said, any chance Sid would return to AEW or WWE? Not in the ring, but since an expert, managed talent that has your eye. You know, I would love to do that. I don't know if it's a, if, if it's even, I don't even know if they even have a position or, or they even do that anymore. I mean, when I see their talent, the thing about AEW, even though these guys don't look great, uh, but they worked their butts off, you know, and uh, WWE, they don't look great either. And they worked their butts off. Somebody, you know, now AEW has a little, little bit few guys or bigger guys that are doing something. And that's the difference between right there. Uh, but I haven't seen anyone, everyone, uh, that pops out to me and goes, hey, man, there's the next guy. Um, but I'm not getting a chance to see everyone, you know. Yeah. And I'm going to bring this up too again about – putting the aisle talent. Derrick Henry, somehow another place with Tennessee Titans, that he was a second-round pick. The guy, is, he's being mentioned now, every category with Jim Brown. Jim Brown was the best there ever was other than Walt, Walter Payton. So um, that's where he's at right now. So I knew that going into the deal. He had all the criteria. Heisman Trophy winner, I think they won national championship, just a great, great human being, bigger and faster than everyone else. Got a great head on his shoulders. I said, here you go. This is the guy right here. And he's 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 made football fun again in the NFL. But, yeah. no, I've got that ability to, I think, look at people and say, okay. And then help them a little bit too. I think you would be good in that position. I really, really do. Um, Cheryl said uh, here, uh, thanks, Sid, for explaining. And along that, Ryan asks a question. Who, other than yourself, was the best at getting heat? Hmm. This is what everybody's going to hate me for saying this. Um, but already (laughs) right. But the person that really had like heat from the moment they walked out the dressing room door and to the moment they walked back in the dressing room door and did probably the least amount that anyone else as far as action in the ring and kept his heat and did job after job after job was the Iron Sheik. I'm not kidding you. He did the same match every night 
in the WWF when I now I saw him same thing WCW. He you know that's when I met him, but um, it was just we all sit back in the dressing room and just marveled at it. it's like as soon as he walked it was like whoop I mean real heat too. It's not like me having to go shut up and they go you shut up. You, he didn't have to do that, man. They were like oh, they were on him, you know. So I mean. Um, a lot of people got good heat. Uh, heat's easy to get. Heat's easy to get as long as you've got a baby face who's over. That's what that's what matters. Uh, and then you got to know how to get it as well. But no, as far as and I don't think the Iron Sheik knew how much heat he had. You know, right? But he he would always say after he got done, he goes, "Big man, show's over." You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't follow that. You know, it's hard stuff. No doubt. Okay, Andy's got a question. Why is it called heel and babyface? Now you got me on that one. Uh, I really don't know. Um, I really don't know. I get babyface. Yeah, you know? but I wonder where heel came from because I only think heel's bad because of the term heel. Right. Me too. Hmm. That is interesting. Okay. Uh, Philip asks, "Is it me?" Or does AEW and just wrestling today is is it just choreographed? Too many acrobatics. I miss old school wrestling, great feuds and storylines. No, you're exactly right, Philip. Too much of it. Now you got people like, for instance, in AEW who do a better job of, I think, the, what you're talking about, and that's Moxley. And then there's a new guy in there. I can't think of his name. I want to say he was working against Moxley. He's he's got a horrible body. Um, but he's just real physical. He, he's a older guy. You can tell he's got like a northeastern eastern accent, but he's really good. But now a lot of the, I think we're we're not hitting on AEW's got some guys. A lot of their matches are really really physical. Uh, you don't see that in the WWE. Uh, now they do have their. I know what you're talking about all the acrobatic stuff, and um, I want everybody to watch this also. The um, Bullet Club, whatever they call themselves. Yeah, the, yeah, I think it's the Bullet Club. Yeah, I think they're a little overrated. I want everybody else to give you an opinion to, uh, Thursday night. Um, same thing. What everyone, what Philip just said, uh, choreographed, um, um, horrible bodies. Just um, maybe been out on TV too much already themselves as well. Uh, Andrew said here, the ratings are, it looks like 764,000 viewers for AEW Dynamite versus NXT had 632,000 viewers on the 11th of November. So AEW is winning? Yeah, over NXT. Right. They're both that's on Wednesdays, aren't they? Right. And that's the weaker show for the WWE company. You know, but still, that's um, that's what they need to be doing right there. So again, if, the, if that's numbers, I that don't look. I don't know numbers. I don't know ratings that well. But that's not bad. That means they're winning, but at least a point. Or if it was six hundred to seven hundred, I guess that means a point or something. So again, if you're winning like that, that would even say that's to me what I'd go. Let's don't give them all this yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to think of another finish or another idea to come out of that. Um. But no, I, I don't think it's going to kill nobody. It's just I hate to see, I just hate to see that not done, you know, especially for Kenny Omega. And I'll explain it like this. Since AEW started, I had a feeling. I told people I talked to, Kenny Omega would be the one to be this spot eventually. 
I also said that the Bullet Club, which at one time they were doing a really good job about not overexposing themselves or doing things that, you know, just say take a little bit away from you. Because uh, every time you do that, you can't really get that back. It's hard to do that. <clears throat> but um, again, I, I know for Kenny Omega, I, for me, I like to see him be able to make this, you know, one of AEW's greatest moments with the, one of their biggest crowds. Because that's why you started this, however long they've been going now. How long has AEW been going? Uh, About a year and a half. All right. So that's what I'm saying. That's Rob, I've always told you, it always takes about a year to get things in the right spot. They've done that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Now they've got a little bit of a problem because COVID nailed them at the tail end of that year. Right. You know, but now they're basically on a level playing field because WWE has got the same thing going on. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. See, this is the thing is, if they held all their, you know, all these angles to finish, say, you know, every one of these, like, if, say, Dustin would have done the angle with that guy, I don't even see that big guy on TV anymore, uh, that he did the angle where he turned his hair black, came back white. Think if they did that on their first big live show. Kenny Omega gets the championship. The, the Bullets get their tag team championships for the first time. If they would have held all that off for that one show, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing. Like you said, is how you play it. How you play it, man. But again, they could be facing things we just don't understand. Uh, Andy asks, do you watch wrestling different than the rest of us because you've been in the business? I looked at watch wrestling different probably ways anyway, but no, uh, I do look at it because to me, I've said this is strictly a business for me. Um, and so when I, and I look at it, this again, this whole deal about what I'm talking about, Kenny Omega, you know, I, I, for me, and I'm not talking about Kenny Omega or, or John Moxley. For me, if Sid puts this much time into it, I want to see one of the biggest arenas in the country sold out because that's what I prided myself on. And you don't get those opportunities very often. And you don't get the luxury of a pandemic giving you a year and a half to get towards that goal. Yeah. Uh, again, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Uh, Andrew put in here, here's the current breakdown of AEW Dynamite's TV rating history. That's a lot of numbers. And I don't know what they mean. It looks like they're kind of mashed together. I think there's dates in there. Mm -hmm. Tell you what, Andrew, could you email that to us? Info at viciouscirclepod.com. Because then I can take and break it out a little bit better. Right. To make it, because right now it's all jumbled. And unfortunately, it's not his fault. It's the way it puts it into the the, the message. So right, right, right. But if, yeah, if you could email that to me, I can make sure we get it up in. Well, it looks like I, I, look what I'm seeing from right now. It looks like the AEW's been winning. There's a lot. I just don't. I don't see the. I'm trying to figure out the dates and where the drop offs went. You know what I mean? Yeah, and see, that's the other thing. It's got date number, date number, but I don't know which number, right? Which date? I know. I know. So, yeah, if you could fire that to me in an email, info at viciouscirclepod.com, you know, we will definitely. Uh, Man, definitely don't do you know the AEW is sitting there with their, they're just sweating their guts out going, oh, my God, Sisfix predict our future. <laughs> <laughs> and with his accuracy lately. Well, no, he's sweating worse than that is Vince. Yes. <laughs> Shit, he knows this place better than any place, man. He knows what's going on here. We're dying up here. Mm -hmm. Ryan Haskell asks who in AEW impresses you MJF is a great interview and can get heat 
And he said he's the future. No, he's not. I'll tell you who's got one of the better interviews in there is that uh, Brittany Baker, the girl, the dentist girl. Uh, earlier or a few months back when they first started, got started before she got her nose broken and all that, her and Tony Schiavone were doing these little segments, and she was fantastic in them. She's just a great talker. I think most girls are usually better talkers than guys. Um, that's something not going back to Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega was a horrible talker. That's when I saw his interviews. That's the when I said, "Oh man, that's a uh, kicking the teeth for him." But anyway, she—I think she's really good uh, for his interviews. I tell you, he's only done one good interview, and that's uh, Taz. He, his last interview I thought was decent. John Moxley did the best interview AEW as far as drawing money interview. Uh, that interview he did for Kenny Omega when he jumped him, all that, that whole segment, maybe the, maybe the best segment I've seen. I've not seen them all. I've only seen maybe one tenth of their segments. So but it's the best money ticket selling segment I've seen AEW have. Well, and I hate it. Moxley in, in WWE, who what was his name was, I forget what it was, but yeah. Um, but no, I, I like that. Um, that that segment was really good, and it wasn't anything um, fancy put together. That little angle, it was just to come out and jump the guy, beat him up, and do a good interview. And he did it, man. Well, Andrew here says AEW is about fifteen to twenty percent higher on average across the year. Okay. That's good. Yeah, it is good. But that well, so if they're if they're averaging that, that again just drives me crazy if you're winning the the ratings right now you definitely hold off on these these house show things Mm -hmm. you know i mean god damn well andy brings up a good question maybe you can answer why did the wwe company split off to have smackdown raw and nxt he goes i loved it wrestling when it was just the good old wwf well first of all it's not the wwf anymore because vince wanted to fight with that animal company that um, group called the um, world world wildlife federation he could have had that for pennies and he didn't want to do that and i don't think the company's ever been the same or ever got back i know they're not been the same wherever where they were as the wwf far as money wise you know doing really good venues um i don't know why they um why they did that i don't know um what was the other part of that, Rob? Why did they split off into the three companies? I don't know why they did that. I really, well, this is what I'm guessing. Uh, when I heard that guy, Stryker, talk about it in a spot show in Wichita, Kansas one night. Evidently, this is me guessing. Fox lost their contract with UFC because ESPN, which is owned by Disney, bought them out. So Fox was sort of caught in, in the middle there with nothing for television. So they were sort of forced to do a deal and I could be wrong with the word forced, uh, but they, you know, somehow struck a deal with Vincent then to bring them on Fox, which is a, you know, probably the greatest television moment for the WWF and WWE in their whole history of their company to finally get on a major network like that. Okay. Unfortunately, they did that when they were at, they're all, you know, at one of their all time lows as far as business wise. So they never really had a chance to take off. And then again, COVID hits, you know, so, but 
somehow they got lucky, got that television co uh, uh, contract with Fox. And then that was able, then they were able to branch off and come up with the NXT on Wednesday nights and stuff like that. I think it's an over, over, overdoing of too much hours of TV. And see, it almost seemed like before they were trying to make their own competition because when they bought WCW is kind of when they split Raw and SmackDown. Right. You know, Raw was WWE and SmackDown was WCW in effect. Right, right, right. You know, and I, I, I think I agree with you on that, that that was like the worst business example ever on how to handle buying a company like that. No, yeah. Just a terrible business decision. Uh, John Griffiths has a blunt question. Sid, Road Warriors or Steiners? Uh, which one of the, were the worst? Uh, I, I would go with, you know, in a positive manner, which one? Would <laughs> I'm just worst? kidding. <laughs> no, um, now you can't. There is no two ways about this right here. The Road Warriors were the most over tag team in the history of the business. I'm, I think it's safe to say that. So just to be in the ring with those two guys was a hell of a deal for me, especially at that point in my career, which was really young in my career. But no, the Road Warriors are, again, you just, um, it, it's, it's a, they're the top tag team in the world. Hey, you can't argue with that. That's <laughs> okay. Joe says, who would you like to powerbomb now? If you could big fan of yours from Des Moines, Iowa. Um, well, there's a bunch of them. I'll tell you who I'd like to uh, powerbomb because it's actually, it took some of my vision, took some of my childhood. That's Kenny Casanova when he FaceTimed me when he was <laughs> had no clothes on with that bathrobe. Um, that's who I would like to powerbomb. There's bomb. a powerbomb that needs to be yeah. delivered right there. Think oh. of all the poor kids in New York City had to put up with that, man. Do you know what's worse? You it's got COVID not, and Kenny Omega. It's uh -huh. not you seeing it. It's right. you telling me about it, and now I'm picturing it in my head, and it's probably twelve times worse than what you actually saw. Well, the thing about it was he was too relaxed. <laughs> like when he comes on, he's like, oh, "Who is this girl?" <laughs> really, he goes, "Oh, excuse me." He's like opening it up. I want to stop, Kenny. <laughs> now, now I know why they call him Kenny Casanova. Right. Right, uh, right. Danilo here says, Hey guys, Sid, which of your mania main events did you like better with Hulk at eight or with Taker at 13? Well, uh, it was Hulk because just the, the, the numbers of the show, you know, um, 77,000 people, you know, that's what I went for, guys. I wasn't going for, um, when I got to see that for the first time, that I got addicted to that, you know, seeing that many people and being a part, being the reason they came. Or part of the reason, you know. Uh, oh, here, Andrew said he's going to put a spreadsheet together and send it. Excellent. All right. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Richard has a question. Do you have any out-of-the-ring feuds that still linger to this day? No. Um, I really um, – no, I never really had any out-of-the-ring feuds that lasted very long. Here's a good one that could be interesting. Sid, if you could describe Vince McMahon in one word, what would it be and why? Man, I don't know. Let's think. Uh, just stupid. <laughs> I don't know. Really, just he could, he's done a lot of great things in his life. 
uh, taken care of a lot of people um, that, and, and done some really smart things in the wrestling business. Uh, for sure, smarter things than anyone else have ever accomplished in the wrestling business and taking this business to a whole different level. But at the same time, he's just, he, he, I don't know, he just can't seem to stop himself to, from making so many mistakes. It just keeps him from saying, from everybody just saying, being overloaded with people just where they can't say anything, but he was the smartest guy in the business, but you really can't say that about him. Uh, when you're the only one in the business, I guess you can afford to be somewhat stupid sometimes. Well, I think that's the, that's the bad thing about being that person that sets all these bars you know, like the first WrestleMania, you know, in creating this global company is that when you have these big highs, any lows you have are going to be just as noticeable. Right. Right. You know? And like you well, said, times more so he's a quarterback. He's the quarterback of the football team. He takes all the credit when it's good and all the blame when it's bad. Yep. What's Andy got to say, Andy, uh, when COVID is over, can we have a podcast special where Sid, what Sid power bombs, Rob? And no, we don't. Yeah. We yeah. Don't Andy. <laughs> Where did that come from, Andy? I like that. That's a great idea, everyone. Andy, what did I do? <laughs> I'm a little wounded. They're turning on me. <laughs> oh, man. Way to go, Andy. Um, And someone made a great comment here. WCW Sid over WWE Sid any day. Right. That's the Sid people love. Awesome. And that was when you had the most fun, too, was WCW, right? Right. Again, it was um, it was just I swear it was just like, I mean, it was just it, the pressure wasn't there. Um, as a television company, you know, it was run like a you know like, like if you worked for a real company, you were like a real person there. In the WWF, it was truly just almost the same level as a, a just a small carnival, you know, just had people in the audience but when the people were in the audience that's all they really were at that moment it's just another just another circus carnival and he says i meant it in the nicest possible way rob <laughs> all right andy sure he did sure uh let's grab two more questions here philip says why why has managers and stables become a lost art it seems like that does go, they go through phases. I remember a long time ago when uh, Slick was a manager and Bruno was a manager. They were at that time, you know, and Jim Hart was a manager. So they said, okay, we're going to uh, fade out managers, you know. Then they'll sort of bring them back, take them away, bring them out back, take them away. Um, then, that, you know, you look around, you'll see too many managers, and they'll say, okay, let's just take them all out, stop it for a while. And, you know, um, I don't think they're doing managers right either. You know, well, I mean, Paulie's dangerously do what they way overuse sometimes. Yeah, they do. You know, as soon as NWO and DX became a huge thing, suddenly the WCW is dominated by NWO Red, NWO Wolfpack, you know, and everybody, right. if you weren't part of a group, you were an oddball. Well, this is the thing is about groups. Now, I, I love groups and I love numbers of people. Um, it's an easy deal. Like, say, for instance, if, you know, if I had. Sid Vicious and I've got heat. Like when I brought the Harlem Heat in with me, that sort of gave him like an automatic. Okay, these guys are over. You know what I mean? Now they carried themselves really well too. Mm -hmm. So all those things helped. You know what I'm talking about? So to me, that's what you want to do. You want to get everybody over, then get everybody over, but then let everybody be themselves as well. 
Uh, now, why they did it, say, for instance, in Memphis with Jimmy Hart's army was Jimmy Hart had a great deal of heat. So every time, whoever they could bring anyone in and put them with Jimmy Hart, and they had heat already. You know what I mean? It might not be sell-out heat, but at least some heat, you know? It was it was starting. It was starting. It's yeah. a lot better than starting off by yourself. Then after that, it ran its course, too, and Jimmy, you know, managers run their course, and they have to get ran out of town, and they come back, you know? Well, here we go. We'll grab one more, and Kevin seems to have a really cool one. What is your guy's choice of alcohol drinks? Man, I'm a real chicken butt when it comes to drinking. I love a a, a, a port wine, uh, just a small port wine with a little chill to it, and that's it. Really? Yep. See, sadly, I don't drink. But when I did, the one thing I used to love, my uncle introduced it to me when I lived in Quebec, or sorry, when he lived in Quebec and I was visiting him, was ginger beer. Okay. But it was like homemade. You would go get ginger ale, you would get beer, and you would half and half it. Okay. And uh, it was really good. Like, I was surprised because I hate beer. Yeah, I hate beer too. But it it was really good. Oh, what is this? Larry Francis. Watching classic Nitro episodes. It was awesome to see Sid act so excited coming down the aisle during his entrance, fist bumping fans. That's awesome. That is so that is. good. Way, way to end the night, Larry. Thanks for tuning in, buddy. Yes. Oh, and actually here's Brad just popped up too. Uh, thanks for all the years you gave us in the ring. We all know you. Uh, we all know you missed so much time from your family. They said, thank you. Oh, thank you too, Brad. That is awesome. So yeah, everybody, Thursday, we're going to gather here again. Right? Just watch everybody see what they see. Watch what you're watching. Tune in Thursday. We'll talk about it. See what you liked, what you did not like. Where you say, okay, um, that was real or that was fake or I saw this guy talking or, you know, just pick up or this guy missed a spot right there. Or, you know, they messed up. So just see what you see. And then we'll all talk about it Thursday. And bring your questions because I know I missed a ton of them. They were going by really fast. Yeah. So bring the questions back and we'll fire them at Sid. And remember, it's, it's um, methamphetamine, Okro Medicine Show. Exactly. All right. Any last words? Good night, everyone. See you Thursday. You've been listening to the Vicious Circle Podcast. Your host, Sid Udi. Co-host, Rob Bellamy. Additional research by Pete Marsh. The Vicious Circle Podcast is produced by Two Cousin Road Trip Productions, a division of JX3 Media Productions. The intro music is Unleash the Giants by Cemetery Spawn, and the outro music is Digging Space by Mike Trebleco.